Alright guys, sorry to interrupt um, this episode, but I just wanted to have a quick little intermission here. And I just wanted to let you know that I actually have made a audiobook and it's out on, on, on Audible right now. It's called Cupid's Resonation. It's about finding love and relationships. So if you guys want to check it out, I'll leave the link in the description and then you guys can go check it out. Alright, that's it. Continue with the episode. Alrighty, what is up everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode on the podcast. Um, we are almost done with the book, When the Earth Was Flat. We are coming in on our last two chapters. So for today's chapter, it is the second last one and tomorrow will be the last chapter of the whole book. Really excited to be finished with it. And we will move on to a different book for the next season. So let's get right into it. Um, so for this chapter, it's called Our Bears Polar, and the main idea of this chapter is that is the idea of animals have magnetic forces, and basically saying that humans also have magnetic forces that could be controlled. Um, so in modern day, when someone says a person has has an animal magnetism, it just means that they are very sexually attractive or have charisma but I've during the older times that's not what animal magnetism meant so animal magnetism started in the 18th century as a new science and it suggested that humans animals have a universal fluid that moves around in the body and can be influenced by outside sources or outside magnetic forces and this is kind of the basis for what hypnotism became so an Austrian student called Franz Anton Mesmer was the first person to kind of come up with the idea of animal magnetism. And he, when he was studying under an astronomer called Maximilian Hell, he became really interested in magnetic ther- therapy um, because his teacher Hal was also very interested in that. So Hal was really interested in magnetic therapy, and he was really familiar with qi, which is like a Chinese concept of um, a magnetic field. And basically what Hal was saying that wellness can be established by redirecting the flow of the magnetic field in the body. And basically... This process is done through acupuncture or magnet magnet therapy. So Hell during that time didn't believe in ma- acupuncture. He just believed that the magnets, magnets were the key to the whole healing process and to the magnetic field of a person. So Mesmer was obviously influenced by Hell and had a great belief in the magnet theory. But Mesmer was also influenced by a physician called Richard Mead. Um, so Mead was also a astronomer and he was really close with Isaac Newton who discovered a gravity. And Mead basically kind of said based on Isaac Newton's theory that um, the planet exerts the same kind of gravitational force on objects as to humans. Um, so basically Mead said the flow of fluids in animals and humans are also influenced by, by the universal force of gravity. 
and that uh, and Mesmer at this time kind of started to believe in animal gravitation and then kind of started to derive the basis of animal magnetism um, but Mesmer was also influenced by a priest or an exorcist called Johnnen Gasner so he Mesmer observed a a routine exorcism from Gasner and what Mesmer observed from it was that um, the priest would use the cross or the metal cross to to beat and stroke the patient and then Mesmer believed that that was the reason that the patient got better because he believed that the external metal had magnetic qualities and magnetic fields that influenced the inside of the patient's magnetic force and therefore causing better flow and then causing better wellness to the patient so at this time mesmer was convinced that there was magnetic flow within a humans and animals and it can be controlled by outside influence and then he of course had to test his theory and all of his treatments were pretty weird and pretty bizarre and For example, one of them he he has to make the patient sit in diluted sulfuric acid while holding to iron bars that had a low electric current running through them and then he would just test this theory if he could control magnetic fields. Um and then Mesmer continued to develop his theory, develop his treatments and he later actually stopped using magnets and electricity. and then he moved on to directing the flow himself because he believed now that he is the only reason that he can control inner magnetic fields and now he can he made more treatments and now they're called mesmer cubicles and he said that will help him concentrate the force onto the patients and this is how mesmerism kind of started to take place because many people started to believe in him and many high-ranking scientists and physicians all all followed in his steps as well. And one of the reasons people say that there was so much success to his to his process to mesmerism was because he focused on patients that that had hysteria or hypochondria and all those kind of diseases or disorders that are easy to be suggested or suggest or easily accepted as suggestions. So for example, one of a pianist called Mar- Maria Theresia von Paradis, um she went through Mesmer Mesmer's um treatment and Maria was historically hysterically blind um since she was 4 so when she went to Mesmer to improve basically her blindness she was able to see with Mesmer's treatment um but Mesmer didn't just use the treatment for, to help Maria he had his own personal gain from the treatment as well so when Maria's father found out he basically terminated all treatment and the blindness returned So after the termination and 
when there was the scandal for Mesmer, he went to Paris and then he began his new setup there. Um, Louis the Sixteenth were also one was also one of Mesmer's patients, and he became under pressure、um, because people were starting to question Mesmer's theories and Mesmer's treatments.、Um, so Louis the Sixteenth had to. Uh, make a con- commission in 1784 to test out Mesmer's theories. So one of the members was Dr. Joseph Agnes Guillotine,、um, and also Benjamin Franklin was also one of the members of the committee. And basically, they found that Mesmer's idea was not really true, and they didn't really find. Any evidence to support it? So one of Mesmer's students,、um, Jose Faria, he began to incorporate new techniques,、um, and he began to kind of like take in take Mesmer's place because Mesmer wasn't not getting any more popularity at this point. And Faria finally realized that animal magnetism isn't a real thing. It The whole process is just based on hypnotism, and Faria basically said,、um, "There is no such thing as the magnetizer. There's no such thing as electromagnetic fields. It's just suggestions into the patient's mind and imagination, and then making them believe something." Um. So yeah, so after that, many he he basically went on saying that hypnotism was actually a thing, and then he kind of made more theories and more treatments as well. So Faria's methods was were observed by an English physician called James Braid, um, and then he was kind of the first person to to coin the term modern clinical hypnotism, and then since. They found the treatment or process to hypnotize humans. They wanted to see if they could do it onto animals, so they tried it. They、um, so, for example, the snake charmers was one that they kind of observed, and also they tried it on chickens as well. But unfortunately, that wasn't true.、Um, snakes don't don't get hypnotized, and chickens are not hypnotized as well. They all have their reasoning、um, for why that happens. For snakes, it's just because they follow the vibration of the flute, the foot tapping, and all those sorts. So they're not actually hypnotized.、Um, and chickens as well, because they are hold still, they're kind of hypnotic state. It's just because out of fear that they can't move. So while even though mesmerism was kind of terminated, worn out. Hypnotism came to place and it became really big, but mesmerism or the magnetic theory or therapy is still existing today. And there are many websites online that say that talk about the magnetic field and all of that stuff.、Um, so Mesmer's idea wasn't the only one. There were many other ideas that arose from his.、Um, so, for example. Uh, William Reich. He was a friend of Sigmund Freud, and was interested in Freud's idea of the libido. 
And then he, I was also obviously interested in Mesmer's ideas, and he kind of combined the both and called it organ. So, which is the combination of organism and ozone. And basically, he was saying he's try he his process can make a cosmic orgasm, and he built organ emulators. And basically said that people that were in there will get a increase in sexual energy, kind of thing. And that went on, and people believed in him, and people did it. And a lot of the patients that came out said they did increase, they did experience pretty good results from it. But Albert Einstein was kind of respectable.、Um, Not really believing of Reich's theory, so he convinced Reich to do the experiment, and Albert Einstein would observe it. And Einstein observed that Reich's experiment had a rose rise in temperature in one of the emulators without any known heat source. But he later found that that was only because airflow were were going in and warm air as warm air went in. Of course, air traveled to the highest point, and then that's why the top part was the only part that had an increase in temperature. So Einstein basically discredited all of the process. And then in 1954, the FDA issued rank、um, and and kind of banned his whole process. And then Reich basically kind of disappeared from it. But even to this day, the emulators or the or Organ emulators can be bought online for around five thousand dollars. The next kind of theory was Bueller Leiden.、Um, so he is a novelist. So his full name is Edward Bueller Leiden. And in eighteen seventy one, he wrote the novel The Coming Race. So the whole novel was kind of based on the Hollow Earth theory and as well as mesmerism.、Um, so he. Coined it vir- viral.、Um, that's what he called it. He called it like a magnetic field that through that flow through the bodies of subterranean species, because he believed in the superior race、um, from the Hollow Earth theory. If you haven't checked out that episode, I have it on my podcast, so go check that out as well. And it was a great hit in Germany, first of all,、um, because of the Thrill Society. Um, because they believed in the hollow earth and they believed in a super race in the sub sub parts of the earth.、Um, and basically, Hitler set up the society, the study society for spiritual history and German ancestral heritage. The main purpose of it was to find the subterranean super race, and they wanted to bet for it,、uh, and they tried their best to find it, but obviously. No results came of that.、Um, but yeah, so also a lot of German. One of the German scientists called Willie Lay. He wrote an article as well, saying that there's a subgroup of the Phil Society that believes exclusively in the coming race, and they believe that the coming race is not actually fiction, but it just it's facts trying to disguise itself as fiction, and. They basically and Lee said the society calls themselves the Society for Truth, and they try to find subterranean super races, 
and they try to basically say try to communicate with them and then try to bring them up to earth um but yeah so even though the majority of people don't believe in mesmerism today there obviously still exist viral societies and different types of mesmerism oh excuse me and different types of mesmerisms societies today but yeah so that's it hope you guys enjoyed today's episode um last episode is going to be tomorrow so stay tuned for that and i'll see you guys tomorrow